Welcome to Triple Black TV's weekly podcast where we feature the world's most extreme athletes. This week we're featuring Nina Williams, one of the few women in the world to climb a V13 boulder problem. Nina, welcome to our show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just driving back from the buttermilk? Yeah, we uh, had a, a bit of a late end of the day, but driving back into town now. Right on. How's the weather been there? Um, it's been great. It's been a little warm. Um, so we've been climbing mainly in the mornings, taking a little siesta in the afternoon, and then uh, doing some evening climbing. Um, but overall, it's been it's been nice. I don't really mind the sun. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a beautiful time of the year with all the snow in the mountains there. Yeah, for sure. Is there a, an ideal temperature you like to climb at? Um, probably between 50s and 60s. 50s and 60s. Did you get a chance to work on Evolution? Um, so I just finished working on Evolution uh, tonight, actually. Um, I think I'll probably hold off on Ambrosia for right now. Well, I say that, I don't know. But they're, both Evolution and Ambrosia are these huge mental battles, and it's pretty mentally exhausting to... Um, get up on evolution right now, never mind Ambrosia, but I, uh, so I hadn't done evolution to the lip yet. Um, the last time I was here, I just worked the bottom, uh, on the last day of our trip. Um, so this time around, and I did all the moves during then, but didn't do it full from the bottom to top. Uh, but tonight, um, th- or earlier this morning, I worked the top moves on a rope, did, uh, did the moves a bunch of times and didn't fall or anything. So today I finally did it from the bottom to the lip in one full go. So that's just even nice. there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but then I got to the, the big move. There's this really big left-hand move to get over the lip. And uh, I felt that. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I was a little bit tired. But I think I'm going to go back tomorrow morning, see how it goes. You think you're uh, ready to send? Yes. For sure. <laughs> so how do you know um, when you're ready, you think? So I know when I'm ready, when I've physically done all the moves, and then especially when I start segmenting it into parts. So now I've, I've officially done it in two overlapping parts. Um, and if I've done it like that, then I know I can do it in one full push. I, you know, mm-hmm. I have the physical capabilities. It's just a matter of when that, that magic moment comes together. It's pretty committing when you get over the lip. Yeah. Is that, is that way in your mind? Um, you know, taking that fall today actually helped a lot. Um, we have a fair amount of pads up there. Uh, so the fall is, it's really not that bad, to be totally honest. Um, hmm. The move that I fell at is, uh, it's, it's, a, it's the hardest physical move for the top crux section. Um, but once I hit that, then it's just a matter of crimping super hard, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, on those edges up there. And if I, I think if I gain that big move, I'll be able to keep it together for the top. Yeah. What, what draws you to these high balls? Um, I think it's a lot of it is, uh, aesthetics. Um, just being able to look at a boulder. It just so happens that it's the biggest boulders that inspire me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. With, especially with great scenery in the background and uh, just the beauty of the Sierras, just it all comes together. 
And then the boulder problem itself, even though it's tall, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just very beautiful to me. Yeah, I've heard you talk about the, the fear factor. Is that what drives you sometimes too? Mm, I, no, I wouldn't say it's the fear factor because being scared is never fun. <laughs> um, and then even overcoming the fear, I always have to ask myself, you know, is this worth it? Um, is, is it really this scary? And to be honest, if I'm really scared at the top of a climb, I'm not going to push myself uh, and I'm not going to take a huge risk um, if I don't feel comfortable because the rest, you know, I have my whole climbing career out in front of me. So risking mm-hmm. that by injury is, is, is not worth it. Um, that being said, I'm up on evolution and I'm, I don't, I don't want to say that I'm not scared necessarily, but I'm not as scared as I had anticipated so I feel pretty comfortable taking those falls and, and and trying hard up there. How tall do you think it is right in that part? Mm, I'm kind of a bad judge of distance, but I would say at the lip itself is maybe like 15, 20 feet. Mm-hmm. And then it's probably yeah. another 10 feet. So you're Above looking at that. maybe like, yeah. Maybe thir- a full 30 feet until you're really safe on the slab. And then, like, in the middle of the slab. And then from there to the top, it's, I mean, it's easy slab climbing, but it's probably another 30 feet or so. The crux, though, that's right around the lip? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Is that the V11 part? Or is it they think it's just all the moves combined? Uh, definitely all the moves combined. Um, for uh, Just to the lip is V10. And then I think... From the lip on up, if that were close to the ground, it would probably be V5. Mm-hmm. Um, the moves are not super hard, but they are a little taxing after the V10 moves, and they're high up the ground. So there is for sure a mental battle there. What do you think is, uh, at what point does it become a free solo versus a high ball? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like a free solo is when you're on some type of cliff. It's all very visual to me. So the Peabody's are not cliffs necessarily. They are these giant boulders and they are uh, enormous for sure, but they're still these very large pebbles. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Compared to a sheer cliff where you have to clip anchors at the top and then just rappel down or something. Um, so maybe that's just my way of justifying it, you know, like I'm not free soloing because a part of me doesn't really agree with free soloing, um, you know, doing that hundreds of feet off the ground. I personally would be a little bit, that's a bit too much for me, but um, the buttermilks are a little bit different, they, but they do toe the line. Hmm. Does it ever fuck with your head when you're way off the deck? Uh I honestly, I don't, uh, sometimes. So when I, uh, so I recently, or not recently, last year I did, um, the backside of the grandpa Peabody, um, a V9 called Footprints, and that's the slab, um, of that climb. And I had only done the slab once on a top rope the day before, but I hadn't figured out the beta for the bottom. And, um, the next day some folks were trying it and I was like, oh, you know what, maybe try and figure out this big move down at the bottom and it just so happened I figured out different beta and did it uh got up onto the slab after only do, you know trying that slab once and I was like 
Okay, well, you know, I'm already up here. Might as well just go for it. Because um, the, the moves on the slab are not really not that difficult. Uh, but, again, they're just super, super high off the ground. So I got up to the about three-quarters of the way up, and there's this one move at the top that I had totally forgotten about, and it, that was kind of the crux, quote-unquote, crux of the slab. It's probably like a V3 or so. Um, but you have to really trust this left kind of greasy-looking downturned foot and do some moves off of that. Uh, so it's a little, it's definitely scary, and I, it was unexpected for me because I had forgotten forgotten about it. But I was up there, and you, I, I really can't allow myself to panic because that's not going to help me at all, and I know that for sure. Like, if I start to panic, um, then I, I'm just digging myself into a deeper hole. So when I was up there, I saw the foot, got a little nervous. I was like, oh, no, you know, I, I didn't plan for this. And I thought, okay, you know, I remember what to do. You've done this before, and you did not fall. So there's a good chance you're not going to fall now, as long as you just keep calm and execute the same way you did it before. Um, so with that kind of that, that's kind of a calming mantra for me, um, and it definitely worked for that particular situation. So are you literally having this conversation with yourself inside? Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, everyone's got their own techniques. I'm always curious how people you know, deal with those negative thoughts when they come. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a, a personal thing. <laughs> um, I actually haven't really heard, I mean, I've talked to some folks about it and everyone, it, it seems to be a common theme in that there's this little voice, an intuitive voice kind of telling you what to do in those situations. But yeah, it's easy to get overwhelmed too. Have you ever had that moment where you were incapable of moving? Um. Not incapable of moving necessarily, but I definitely panicked at the top of a high ball one time. Um, I was in Connecticut at this. Uh, so I was checking out this new area in Connecticut, and uh, this one guy showed us a high ball that hadn't been done yet. And he had cleaned it and had, had done all the moves, but it just hadn't quite been sent. And it was probably, I mean, it was probably 25 feet total. And I got up to the, maybe the 18 foot mark. Um, and I was, was unsure of the hold. Some of them were breaking and I hadn't, uh, this is a ground up. So I hadn't wrapped down at all. I hadn't looked at the holds or gained that confidence. Um, and I just remember freezing for a second and then my legs started to shake, which had never happened before. And I started hyperventilating and I was just like, okay, like you, you know, I don't feel comfortable climbing into this unknown ether, you know, of new holds that may or may not break on me if I get higher up. So I looked down and it seemed like a really far fall. Uh, and I was just like, okay. And I started panicking, telling my spotters, no, I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop. You got me. You got me. And they're like, we got you. And I let go. And it's just, it was, it was one of those falls that felt like forever. Um, and, you know, compared to the evolution fall, maybe it's because I have, you know, I have a little more paths to evolution, but for whatever reason, that, that climb in Connecticut really scared me. <laughs> and, uh, and I was fine. Um, I actually, I hit my chin a little bit on my knee on the way down, um, for that big fall in Connecticut. Uh, but otherwise it was, it was totally chill. Well, I think all of us have had an experience like that at one time or another. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's the height, you know, get to you. That fear, do you think it sometimes can work for you though? Um, yeah, definitely. It's almost like 
you're changing the fear into this calmness. So for me, it's good to acknowledge that I'm scared and to have that fear in the background and to know when to access it. So if I am freaking out, it's like I I take that little bit of freaking out and I just, I don't know how to explain it. It's like I just put it through this inner machine (laughs) in myself and just turn it into this calm energy that drives me up. Hmm. That's an interesting concept. Um, I was going to say breathing is actually a huge aspect of controlling the fear. Um, that physical breath. So if I'm in a, in a resting point on a high ball, then I can take a second to collect myself. But if I'm trying hard high off the deck, if I start breathing really hard um, and knowing when to breathe, like, you know, and really using that to propel mm-hmm. my uh, motion, that is um, a huge conductor because it's like you're taking that inner fear and making it into a physical energy through the breath. Interesting. So you're actually transforming one energy into another form through breath. I like that. Yeah, I find I do the same thing. I just find myself just focusing on my breathing. And before I know it, I'm like totally in the zone again. Yeah, exactly. I think it really helps your heart rate um, and keeps it in control. Yeah, because I think once when we get that first jolt of fear, I think we have a tendency, and we're not even aware of it, that we stop breathing. And we're mm-hmm. almost holding our breath because we're so scared. So by consciously switching over and actually breathing and being focused on your breathing will have a counter effect. Yeah. So, so that's cool. So projects that you're doing here, Bishop, are going to be your last highball boulder problems. Is that true? <laughs> um. I mean, they probably will. They'll they'll probably. I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> now that I'm highball bouldering again, um, I do like that overcoming that fear aspect of it. Uh, but I also know that highball bouldering inevitably, if I pursue it all the time, I will get injured at some point. Um, so that's why I'm always a really big pr- a supporter of of uh, wrapping down first and trying all the moves before doing the climb and making it as safe as possible um, and not taking unnecessary risks. But at the same time, just with bouldering in general, um, I've been doing it for the past 14 years, and I love it, but I'm also looking for something a little different right now, um, which is drawing me towards trad climbing. And um, I, I started telling people that I was getting psyched on trad a few months ago, but it's not going to be this quick transition. Um I uh, I recently made the cover of Rock and Ice uh, for this month. Um, for Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Um, but, you know, part of me is like, well, I didn't quite, I didn't really deserve that because it was my first big multi-pitch lead trad climb. And obviously there are so many more accomplished trad climbers that could deserve the cover of magazine. But um, I just felt really honored to have that documented in that way because trad climbing is very special to me. I'm, I fully intend on having a future in trad climbing. Um, it's it's just a totally different feeling from bouldering that I'm craving right now. But uh, I still love bouldering at the same time. And I don't want to just totally quit bouldering and dive straight into trad climbing. Um, it's definitely going to be a process. But I am looking forward to, to the future and um, seeing where it takes me. I'm surprised you haven't just launched yourself right into the hard sport routes like Daniel Woods. Yeah, Honestly, 
I don't know what it is. And I think this actually has to do with my highball bouldering is I really like the fear factor of trad climbing. Um, And I say that now sitting safely in a car, you know, (laughs) obviously in the moment when I'm terrified and my piece, you know, may or may not be good. uh, That's definitely some type, type two fun. Um, But I, I truly believe that trad climbing forces me to dig deeper than bouldering does. So I, when I'm trying hard on trad climbing, with trad climbing, I'm trying as hard as I can in my entire life, no matter, you know, what kind of situation it is. But with bouldering, um, if I'm on the climb, if I don't try hard enough, I just drop off the ground onto a sea of pads and it's safe. Um, right, which is, right. And, you know, with high ball bouldering, obviously that's heightened, but the falls I'm taking are still, they're, you know, they're not, they're not free soloing. Um, but trad climbing is just, I don't know. It brings out a different side, a different side of me that I'm psyched to explore. Do you think it brings out the animal in you? <laughs> exactly. Desires to like um, free climb the nose in a day, like Lynn Hill. Um, I would like to free climb the nose in general one day. Um, and Lynn Hill and 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 Beth Rodden are huge inspirations to me for that. Um, I'd also one day, uh, you know, years and years from now, probably. Uh, I like to try Beth Rodden's Meltdown in Yosemite. Um, it's just like the single pitch. I think 14D? Has that been repeated time? yet? It has not. Yeah, um, that's what I've heard. Yeah, and that's kind of an attractive feature to me, but I've also seen the video of her on it. And it just looks... I have pretty tiny fingers, um, and they're they're pointed at the end, like this knife blade, so they definitely lend themselves to small cracks. Do you think uh, women in general are capable of climbing as hard as men? Um, yes. Uh, that's already been proven in uh, Ashima, Shiryashi, and Alex Puccio. They both have easily climbed on par with men and, and out-climbed them. Um, so, so, yeah, for sure, women can climb as hard as men. Uh, but to be honest, the different, the physiological differences of or the physical differences of men and women are very different, which is not uh, a bad thing. You know, we're just two different genders. And I think on the whole or for the average men versus women, I think men will hold the average of being stronger um, more consistently than women. Do you think that will change with time? Um, It could for sure. Uh, If if genetics maybe comes into play, um, uh, but but I don't think it will happen like anytime super soon. Of all the training exercises you do, which three would you say help you the most? My number one priority all the time, especially for maintenance, is finger strength. So doing dead hangs on crimps and uh, different types of holds, I think, is really important. Um, not only does it strengthen your fingers to hold on to stuff, but it uh, prevents injuries in the long run. And uh, I think a lot of climbers obviously suffer from finger injury. Um, second would probably be, I've been on the deadlift train lately. <laughs> uh, I, I've done it, I've done deadlifts inconsistently in the past, but uh, lately I've been doing them more consistently and I just feel stronger as a person <laughs> after doing those. Um, and they make me feel great physically. Um, and then third, 
honestly, doing as many climbing exercises as possible uh, is going to benefit climbing the most. Um, and not just climbing sessions, but doing power endurance workouts, um, you know, four by fours or, or dynoing or hard moves, but any, any type of training on the wall, and that's including system board, uh, is, is, is pretty important too. Yeah. Do you have any words of inspiration you'd like to share with the Triple Black community? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, whether it's climbing or, uh, surfing or skiing or, you know, whatever it is that you're psyched on, then you should pursue it if it makes you happy. Because that's what I've done and it's definitely working out. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nina. I really, really appreciate it. It's so great to hear from you and hear what's going on in your life and good luck on this uh, evolution. I hope that you get it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Hey, take care of yourself. Yeah, thanks. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Wow, what a super cool woman. And just so everyone knows, Nina sent Evolution, the Daniel Woods V11 high ball boulder problem, just a few days after we had this conversation. It also happened to be the first female ascent on record. But here's a takeaway for you. If you find yourself in a situation where you're paralyzed by fear, use your breath to convert the fear into an energy force that you can use. I find myself using that method all the time and it really works. Well, until next week, my friends, this is Dan Goodwin with Triple Black TV, your entertainment source for extreme sports.